New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Rip Briz over here with you. Rev Z right here. And I'm Reverend Karen. And this is Ministers Talking Shit on a Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network. We're so grateful that you are with us. We do this every Friday at 7 a.m. And you can check out past episodes on our archives at ntmedia.org or on our YouTube page. There's a playlist there with all of our past episodes as well. And we're a podcast. So if you want to listen in and not watch us talk to each other, but just listen to us talk to each other, we're on all your favorite podcast platforms. Just do a search, Ministers Talking Shit. You'll find us. We're around. All right. Good morning. Uh, I want to introduce Reverend Karen Lindsley this morning, folks. She is a friend of ours through the Science of Mind and the Centers for Spiritual Living, and she has... Uh, her own special focus ministry, Fearlessly Feral, uh, based out of Northern Nevada. Karen, Reverend Karen, tell us a little bit about your ministry before we launch in today. Okay, well, it's basically using new thought spiritual principles to live life successfully. And that's it in a nutshell. And we were chatting a little bit before we went live about news of the day. And I found myself thinking, yeah, some of this news, I need these principles just to feel halfway decent in the world <laughs> and what's going on. And um, you said you said something about showing people that ministers are humans, too. And yes, we are very much human. And it's tough to sometimes it's tough to navigate life on a daily basis. And that's so that's what Fearlessly Feral is all about. It's it's I was going to use the name Wild and Free, but that was taken. Gotcha. So here we are, Fearlessly Feral, and it fits. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I find it funny because our top story today, folks, is the Teflon Don um, in the news, <laughs> in the headlines. And we're going to chat a little bit about that. But this is the, the perfect example because you live in the middle of Trump country. Uh, I mean, you might even live in the heart of Trump country when it comes right down to it. And, and, um, and so using these principles to navigate our everyday lives, it's exactly what this is all about. Yes. Z, tell us a little bit about what happened. You watched more of the, of the hearings than I did. I watched the highlights. I think you took the deep dive. Tell us a little bit what you learned yesterday. Yeah, well, you know, I, I watched just a little bit. But uh, they have put a subpoena out for Trump. 
They tried to squash it. They could not. So he is subpoenaed. Um, and so now the question is, what's next, right? Will he appear? Will his lawyer? I don't think his lawyers are going to have any last minute, 12 hour uh, dismissions or whatever. You know, I think right. he's going to have to show. Now, he may take the fifth on every question, which he legally has the ability to do. Uh, I mean, just because he's under oath doesn't mean he has to say anything. Um, and so the question becomes, <laughs> yeah, now that may be the hard part, right? To get him to be quiet, right? If they got a good questioner, they can prod him into being the real Teflon so he can uh, espouse upon himself. So it's, it's, it's interesting, though, that out of all the cases, out of all the years, I don't think he's ever been uh, convicted of anything. He's he's had to pay some civil money, but I don't think he's ever had. And, and now they got the January 6th thing and there's some, you know, there's a uh, thing about the trying to get back and do the vote and there's the tax thing in New York and there's the thing down in Mar-a-Lago that, you know, there's all kind of assaults. So I we'll see. Yeah. Karen, how about yourself? What do you see in all this? Well, where my mind goes is an, a, a weird place, admittedly. What if they convict him and throw his hiney in jail? How is that going to work with Secret Service agents? Because don't doesn't the Secret Service hang out with former presidents for the rest of their lives? How is yeah. that going to work? That's that's where my mind goes. If they do the right thing and throw his ass in jail, how's that going to work? That that's where my mind is going with this. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other part that that strikes me is is karma. You know what goes around comes around. The law of attraction. Sooner or later, the things that he is has done, it's going to have to come around and bite him. Sooner or later, he's going to have to pay the piper. But So um, that's where I'm going with this, really. it's and, and I never cease to be amazed. He, he did come to our area last week. Mm. And he took over our little itty-bitty airport, which um, in Minden, Nevada, a friend of mine, went because she's this is who she is she's not a supporter but she wanted to find out what all the fuss was about from a first-hand view so she she went she said there's no way that crowd was what the newspaper reported around 5,000 no way there were 5,000 people there mm. and she said she couldn't stay for the whole thing because it all he could do was whine. <laughs> he want to listen to the whining, so she 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 left part way through his speech. So it, I, I found it very interesting that the newspaper is reporting one thing, and I'm getting a firsthand account from someone who was actually there, who said there's no way there was five thousand people there, and they they were publicizing at least ten thousand, wow. and that didn't happen. That did not happen. So on the one hand, I was very excited to see that the numbers seemed to be um, 
um, shrinking right. as far as support. And on the other hand, I'm like, why is the newspaper lying about how many people were there? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I just say, let's Robert, find out who owns. Let's find out who owns that newspaper. I got a feeling that that might be one of the answers there. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. No. And and you know, the news is really no longer the news, right? Uh, the news is almost tabloid now. I mean, every station is almost tabloid. Uh, you know, I, I I go back to the days of the Walter Conkrites and the Murrays and you know, the different anchors back in the day when, you know, some people might say, oh, it was a little stiff. Yeah, it may have been a little stiff, but you could trust it. You had trusted people giving it. They tried to give it from both sides and withhold their opinion because we know everybody has an opinion. But if you take that job, the job <laughs> is to be, you know, unbiased as best you can. That doesn't happen today. Right. You know, you strike a chord in me because I, I sort of remember it's like, what happened to Dan Rather? Now, I know mm -hmm. when he left broadcast news, he started his own thing and, and it's been Internet based. But I just realized I haven't seen any stories from from that outlet in a little while now. And I'm starting to wonder, hey, OK, where? so even it's about finding trusted information. It's about tr finding trusted voices. And I and I think that's yeah. really the challenge. And that's like and 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 you know I when you said that my mind just went to I I'm sure some of you may remember Jane Pauley right who was a news anchor her and Brian Gumbo used to be together for a while uh, on the newscast and now she does uh, CBS Sunday Morning which is a great as they call it news magazine great human interest, news, uh, you know, honoring. It's a great newscast, and I wish all casts were more like that. Yeah. We're uh, we're in it, that's for sure. It, it's funny. Early this week, earlier this week, Donald has started now bragging about, because we were talking about, uh, Karen, you are talking about crowd sizing. Um, he is known ever since the very first to inflate the number of people at, at his at his events. And he's always worried about how big his crowd is. And I guess he's got crowd envy, but <laughs> they, this past week he started bragging about the size of the crowd on January 6th. And he's now on the campaign trail on his camp in his campaign stops. And he might have done this in Nevada as well this week. He's bragging about how big that crowd was, how nobody's ever seen a crowd that big. <laughs> yeah. Or, or that destructive. <laughs> <laughs> or that destructive. Or that destructive, yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, folks, on this program, we talk about it all the time. Life is prime. Life is prime. I don't want to see Donald Trump sentenced to death. I don't want to see the man assassinated for what he's done. I do want to see him held accountable for what he has done, for what he's participated in. And if that means some prison time, well, I guess some security guys are drawing some short straws. <laughs> or, yeah. or the Supermax is getting a new wing. 
And you know, that's where we put his presidential library, Florence, Colorado. We attach it to Supermax Prison, the Donald J. Trump Supermax Penitentiary <laughs> Presidential Library. I know it's a mouthful, but this is inspired. I, it just came through. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, the funny thing is, people were, were, were giving uh, Biden trash last week when he said he was going to commute some federal sentences for simple possession of marijuana and people were all up in arms here's a guy who has all kinds of charges and they're saying it's rigged it's this is that but someone with a joint uh is ruined for life and here's a guy who's ruined many lives and nothing's happening yeah <clears throat> Folks, we don't pretend to have all, any of the answers to any of the questions, but we do believe we know there is uh, there is this thing called, it, it, to me, it's the alignment. We're either in alignment with the way the universe works or we're not. And it, mm-hmm. we can use these universal principles towards nefarious ends, which is exactly what Trump does. But as Karen was saying, that comes with a karmic price and that price will be paid. At some point, when we use these principles in alignment with life, in alignment with proliferating life, supporting life, moving up the spiral, then there isn't a karmic debt. There's a karmic bank account that is available to us and an opportunity to step forward in new and more empowering and powerful ways. So we're not here to to rip down as much as we are to say, okay, how do you pay pay the piper when the time comes due and we're seeing that we're going to shift subjects on you here a little we're seeing that in the parkland shooting and the trial that happened this week young man 17 years old uh convicted (laughs) of that school shooting and killing 17 and uh was sentenced to life without parole rather than death now, the prosecutors were asking for the death penalty, and the jury came back and said, we don't think, no, let's not kill another, but let's put him away for life. And at 17, that's going to be a lot of years, and especially, and I did find there is a stipulation without parole. So this young man's not going to be eligible for parole. He's going to spend the rest of his life behind bars contemplating his actions and paying the cost of uh, of his payback here. What do you think, guys? Is it is the death penalty done for good with something like this? Is this a foreteller that it's over for that sort of penalty? Or do you think we might continue to see even more? To me, a life for a life leaves the whole world blind. We can't keep taking lives for these type for anything but i'd love to hear some thoughts well, you know yeah you go reverend zeke you go first yeah, i'm just gonna say you know that that's that's always a a, a, a t- it's always been a tough subject right mm-hmm. um because and and i can look at it from both sides right i can look at it for here's a guy who's taken away and this is the this is the normal argument He's killed 17 people. I don't know how many were wounded. There were some that were wounded. So now they're going to have some mental scars. And then all those 
uh, loved ones of the 17 will have some traumatic and mental scars for life. Yep. So there's a lot of people that's been affected. And some people will say, well, uh, how do we justify paying for this young man to be in prison for the next 60? I mean, he could easily leave another, another 50, 60 years, right? Um, and how do we justify that as opposed to the death penalty? Now, you know, the death penalty got got jacked up because it was very inhumane. And I don't know if there's a humane way to kill somebody. I mean, all right, let's just be honest. But, you know, I'm not going to come down on the fence, but I can look at both sides of the argument and say, you know, uh, I can justify either one or I can condemn either one. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot that we as a collective group have to deal with this whole death penalty thing. And for me, there's, there's two parts of me on this kind of issue. And the first part is the very human part, which says, honestly, the guy doesn't deserve to breathe air. That's my human part. But I also have this other part of me that is, I'd like to think is a bigger part than my human part. And, and it takes work to get there sometimes. But this other part of me says that forgiveness is a very real and powerful tool that we have in our lives. And that we don't get to make these kinds of decisions. There's something else out there that does. And, and there's got to be good coming out of the the whole situation for everyone involved and 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 when i start thinking in those terms and i start connecting with that thing that we'd li love to to talk about around here in science of mind i i move away from those very human thoughts that that i think we all get and I move into that place where, where I've just got to let that one go with love and compassion mm -hmm. and know that all is well and all will continue to be well and know that, that even in the face of all those lost lives, it's not well for them. And I don't know if it ever will be well. And I need to acknowledge that, but also at the same time, go into that place of wellness in order to maintain my own sanity. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a balancing act. It's a real balancing act. When I look at these, the, the news of the day daily, every single day, I have to balance all of that. It's, and it's, it's like a juggling act sometimes. Yeah. It's a juggling act. Yeah. For me, I always kind of try to find that both and. Right? Yeah. Because we do believe in um, in individual personal responsibility. This young man is, by the laws of the universe, required to take some amount, to take full responsibility for his actions. If unable to do that on our own, then 
the greater society can impose those things upon, can impose those penalties upon us or those responsibilities mm -hmm. to respond upon us. And, and there's nothing that says he cannot be transformed and reformed and reimagined. And we have countless stories of men that have gone into prison and women too, that find Jesus and find their God and, and begin to preach the Bible from within in the prisons and centers for spiritual living. And I believe other new thought uh, organizations are moving towards more, having more active prison ministries and getting into prisons and saying, okay, you mucked up, you mucked up really, really bad, man. And no, none of this is ever going to get you out of here. But do you want to be a productive citizen of this community behind mm -hmm. these walls or not? And if so, then there is still an avenue through which that can happen and could become it could become a reformer of prison, of the prison system from within, could become a uh, an inspiration to other prisoners from within that are on that life sentence that are on that track of never being released. It is a real, these are really difficult situations. And, you know, uh, speaking to that, <clears throat> two things. Um, one, I, I, and I think it was on Sunday morning uh, news thing. There was a program, or I may have been here local, that there's a, there was a news story about a group of men who were in prison and the guy who was like the leader was a, uh, was in for life and i think it was here in colorado but they have now created a radio station and they playing music and giving inspirationals and it goes through all the the i think at least four of the prisons here in colorado and they're now looking to make it expand and he's he's uh you know giving inspiration if you will and and some guidance to the inmates there now you know it'd be an interesting study to see uh, if they can mock the behaviors after, before and after his 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 calling for the radio station, so that 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 that's one thing to watch. And then the other thing, I think you know, we were talking about the death penalty. I think the bigger issue is how do we stop this senseless violence? Right? We just had another. I mean, there have been 531 mass shootings this year, right? So that means. There's 531 people who've done some shooting, right? Mm -hmm. I guess you could probably multiply that by at least three or four in terms of the people that may that have been killed, right? Right, because right? a mass shooting means at least two or more. All right. And so now we just had another one in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yesterday, five people killed, one of them an off-duty cop, two people injured. And it was a young man, it was a young man, a juvenile, they said. I mean, they can't even pronounce the, I mean, you know, legally right now, give his name, I don't think. Right. That's the real problem. What is, what can we do to relieve the pressure, the trauma, the the scrambled ideas of these young people and old, or just people in general, so that they don't have to take a bunch of lies to prove a point or, or whatever it is that they're trying to do? Yeah. And we're all sitting here sighing away going, oh. <laughs> Robert, you said something a little while ago that um, I'm recalling 
in response to what Reverend Z just said. And that's that we believe in personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think part of part of the solution has to lie in us going within and doing our own work and doing our own stuff first to see what's actually going on with us. I'm reading a book right now and I just started reading it last week. It's called The Four Pivots mm -hmm. by John Ginwright. And he's not speaking to anything that I don't already know in this book about self-examination and the spiritual practice of introspection and you know all that all that good yummy stuff but he's speaking it in words that i've never he's putting it together in different words and i'm hearing it perceiving it in different ways right i've got to hold on to that personal responsibility piece and go within and do my own work. And if we can somehow facilitate for everyone else in the world to do the same thing, it's a tall order, but I think we're capable of it. If we can somehow facilitate for everyone, I mean, that's why we're here. That's why I got up at old bar 30 this morning on Pacific Coast time to be with you guys this morning. If we can somehow and that's why you guys are doing the work you're doing in the world. And you're up at old dark 30s a little bit for yourself, too. We do this work to try and facilitate these principles and get them out into the world so that people can can see them and learn them and feel them and know them and, and embody them and take some responsibility and say, hey, I've got an urge to go out and shoot a whole bunch of people. What do I do with that? Right. What do I do with that? Yeah. And and maybe do something in a more productive way with it. Yeah. You know, you, you go ahead, Robert. No, no. Go ahead, Z. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, one of the things that has increased, you know, uh, the, the whole George Floyd pandemic uh, and, and, and some of the other Breonna Taylors and some of the other killings, the trifecta of awakening moments has put us in a point now where you know therapy or counseling has gone up exponentially to the point that now we don't even have enough therapists and counselors to deal with the people who are showing up who are trying to take responsibility for these urges and feelings and and mixed emotions that they have so we we really you know I love that, uh, Reverend Karen, because this personal responsibility, I mean, Michael Jackson uh, said it long, you got to start with the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. We have to begin to be responsible and accountable, if to no one else, to ourselves. And, mm -hmm. and, and now with the way the media is and, 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 and some of the other programming, however you want to look at that, that's being done or shown, people are outside of themselves. It's blame other people, blame this party, blame that group, uh, you know, as opposed to like, well, what is my contribution to this madness? And that's where we really are going to get some benefit, I think. Yeah. And that brings us to our final story of the morning, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Personal, because 
we're going to talk about Alex Jones. And if you're not following the story, Alex Jones was uh, punished. Um, there was a trial yesterday. The families of Sandy Hook were awarded a, a compensatory damages. And I want to talk about that for just a second. Compensatory damages are intended to make the victims whole. Punitive damages are intended to punish the perpetrator. Alex has already been slammed with huge fines as a per, as as uh, as the perpetrator. Compensatory damages yesterday added up to nine hundred and sixty-five million dollars, close to a billion dollars. Now, I personally don't believe any amount of money can make a family whole from losing a child, and especially a grade school child, but any child at all. And whether that's from suicide or gun violence or or natural or any other causes, there's nothing that can make a family whole from losing a child. However, the courts are attempting to do that. And Alex is online in a live stream mocking this decision, publicly stating, do you really think any of these people will see any of that money? Alex, they're going to see their money. <laughs> they're going to see every dollar you make for the rest of your life at this point. Interestingly enough, he and his companies declared bankruptcy back in July just to make sure they don't have to pay any of this money. But we're going to hold this man responsible. The, the, I think the bigger story is not the money, not the numbers, but that this guy has so brainwashed himself that he thinks he's above taking responsibility for perpetuating a massive lie for years now in the public forum. So is the money enough or do we need to take away his license to broadcast? Do we need to get hit to take him out of the public lexicon, take him out of, of the conversation completely? I'm not talking to violence folks. I'm just talking, get him out. Right. How do we approach these types of situations where it's obvious this guy is hurting people, hurting country, hurting the country, hurting our our collective oneness as much as he possibly can? And when we try to throw fines at him, he laughs at him and says, yeah, right. I'm not paying that. That's heavy. Um, you know, I and, and and you just spawned in my mind. The whole idea of I have to go read the freedom of speech uh, part of the Constitution again so that I really understand because that's the first thing where I got freedom of speech. I can say, but there's got to be something in there that says, yeah, but you can't tell stories or lies or speak your piece if it's harmful and taken away from what we know to be prime. That's life or to mock life or to, to, to capitalize on other people's loss of life. And that's right. what he's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, Reverend Z, I'm right there with you in, in thinking that this does boil down to a freedom of speech type of thing. And I'm thinking back to when I was in, in college and I can't remember if it was a journalism class or a law class, but we talked about freedom of speech and about is it okay to yell fire in a crowded theater? And that was the legal case 
that they were using to illustrate what this freedom of speech thing is all about. And I, I think, I think back then I was probably on the side of, um, we have to allow free speech no matter what. But I think now I'm moving more towards, no, it's not so okay to yell fire in a crowded theater if there's no fire. And, and so again, there's gotta be a middle ground there somewhere. There's gotta be a balance. And where do we find that balance? That's where I'm at with that right now. Right. Is, is it okay to yell gun? Is it okay to yell active shooter in a supermarket if there isn't one? We can update the analogy, right folks? Uh, it, mm -hmm. Yes. Is it okay to walk into a school and start yelling? Is it okay to walk into a church and yell gun? Uh, so many, so many places. With, and remember, folks, we don't pretend we're going to answer these questions. <laughs> but if we, but if we as spiritual beings on this planet, if we as people that propose pr purport that we follow new thought, if we don't have these conversations and start to talk about this publicly, who is going to? The press doesn't seem to want to be able to talk about this. The politicians don't want to seem to be don't want to talk about these things. I think it's up left to the spiritual leaders and the spiritual leaders of this country to start having these conversations at a deeper level. Yeah, you know, we had doing 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 all of the uh, trifecta of enlightenment. I call it now. There were all these uh, uh, courageous conversations, right, where. People talked about the tough issues, and that's what we try to do here. We may not have the answer. We'll give some, you know, our, our, our uh, introspective point on it. But the real issue is to raise the question so that they can be looked at, right? Because if I don't know, I have, <clears throat> if I don't know, I have a stigma or an illness. I'm never going to be able to address it. So that's what one thing we want to do here on this program is to raise the issues, to let us look at ourselves and society and see where we are off-centered. And right now, in a lot of places, I believe. Personally, I'll take my own responsibility and collectively. Yeah, exactly. Hey, folks, we're about running out of time here on the New Thought Media Network, at least for this program. This is Ministers Talking Shit. It happens on Friday mornings. Please share with us your thoughts, or if you have something you'd like us to cover, a topic you'd like us to cover, drop us an email, ministertalk at ntmedia.org. We'll be sure to take a look at that. We're going to take a 30-second break and say thank you to our sponsors and committed givers. We'll be right back, however, with our final thoughts for the day. So don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. We're going to be back in just about 30 seconds. On behalf of everyone at New Thought Media Network, thank you for being a member of our virtual family. Your financial contributions help share the New Thought message with people from around the world. Please visit and contribute at www.ntmedia.org forward slash donate. New Thought Media Network, come be you. And please like, share, and subscribe. Until next time, Peace and blessings. 
And we're back with more of Ministers Talking Shit here on Friday morning. It's the 14th of August. Thank you for being with us, folks. We're going to get out of here for now and let you get into the rest of your day. Do remember, we've got a full day of programming here on New Thought Media Network. Be Your Own Hero with Sekou Wright starts at the quarter of the hour. 8.15 is our morning prayer time. 8.30 is morning sip. And on and on through Friday, uh, Lindsay Lanbach at 10 trying to remember all the shows be uh the joy show with reverend barbara at one the good news is back at five i'll be off tonight and reverend barbara will be taking over the good news tonight and newly minted reverend michael with the fireside chat at six as well so join us throughout the day please like share and subscribe linda thank you for being with us today uh we appreciate that you're here pretty much every friday with us and uh, love that you are with us so Okay, folks, before we take off, we're going to do final thoughts. Normally, we let Z go first and I go last, but we're going to reverse that today. And I'm going to go first uh, because there's so many things that hit me today. Um, there's a whole other conversation drawing the parallel between gun violence and what's happening with teen suicide these days. So here's my final thought. Talk to your kids. Talk to your kids about what's going on in their schools. Talk to them about who's bringing guns into the building. Talk to them about who's bringing drugs into the building. Talk to your kids. If you don't have kids, talk to your grandkids. But let's not stay silent about these issues any longer. Let's have the hard conversations. Let's talk to each other. Reverend Karen, final thoughts? Final thoughts. Take some time to just be with you today. And, and really examine what's going on without blame and without shame and just hang out with you and take a look at that and then go out in the world and talk. Mm. Then go out and talk. Talk to your kids. Talk to your grandkids. Talk to your fellow people in the world. But, but do that, that one little moment first where you go within and get in touch with what's really going on inside of you and then go and talk with it. I can't tell you how valuable that practice is. Thank you very much for having me here today. Yeah. Thank you for being with us. We hope you'll come back again. I will. Yeah. If you invite me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess my final word would be um, let's look at, personal responsibility. How are we responsible not only for our lives, but the lives of others, uh, be it our family, our community, the world, where can we take responsibility at any one of those levels or at all of those levels? Uh, and, and I guess I would tag team that with something that I'm going to do. I'll encourage everyone. I'm going to go find that article of the Constitution on first, first, that First Amendment of, of speech, free speech, and uh, I want to understand it a little better. And so I so that as, as, as Reverend Karen say, when we when I begin to talk now, I got a better understanding of what that freedom is because other people don't have it and I don't want to abuse it. Yes. Well, there it is, folks. Another rousing episode in the books. We thank you for being with us. We're going to get out of here. We love you. We wish you all the best. And until next time, wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, 
please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.